I've always viewed that our role in HR is really to try to balance that, that we are there to take care of our employees and to understand their needs and to hear things from their perspective and to really advocate for them at times. And there are times where you uncover in a situation that it's appropriate to advocate for the leader or for the organization. And I think our job is to really enter those situations as best as possible with a a balanced view and to get facts and information and really hear from both parties and then understand in any given moment who really needs the advocacy and the support and who needs coaching and redirection. And sometimes it's the employee, but sometimes it's the leader. This week on the podcast, I am joined by Rebecca Chabot. Rebecca has 20 plus years of experience in advising business leaders, coaching and developing senior managers, and helping shape organizational culture by creating more inclusive workplaces. As an HR senior manager and someone who has served as a senior leader and built her own teams, she understands the messy work of leadership and running a business. I'm excited to talk to her today about the balance required to advocate for an employee as a coach and simultaneously protect and advocate for the business as their HR leader. Good morning, Rebecca. I'm so glad to have you on the show today and really looking forward to talking to you about your life experience and what you've come from and uh, where you've been. And just for those of you who don't know, Rebecca is an H- has been in HR for over 20 years here in the area, advising business leaders and coaches and developing people and helping senior leadership really create more positive environments and, and helping shape that kind of organizational culture and inclusion and all of the things that we know are key kind of topics these days. And Rebecca's kind of coming to a new path. She's taken a new route in her life right now and has come on as a, as a coach in her life. And I just want to know a lot more about that. Rebecca, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. Where are you, where are you from and what's your deal? Yeah, thanks, Matt. I appreciate you having me on today. So I am a Michigander, uh, born and raised, and have lived all over the state of Michigan. So I love Grand Rapids. It's been my home for um, almost 20 years. However, it's not where I was born. So I was an import uh, into the region uh, 20 years ago, back when a time when there wasn't a lot of imports uh, in the region. That's obviously changed over the last number of years. And I grew up all over the state, mid and northern Michigan, small towns primarily, and then went to college in Detroit and kicked off my career there and then moved to West Michigan really to get closer to family and I love the outdoors. So just um, more green space over here. But from a professional standpoint, as you said, I've spent a little over 20 years in HR and really in the generalist side. So uh, for those of you who don't know what an HR generalist is, they're a role where people do all areas of HR, everything from employee relations, comp and benefits, leadership development training, really everything in HR. And that was my career. Just over time, it grew from a position of an individual contributor to certainly leading a couple of individuals working for me, and then gradually to leading a team and more of an organization. And so that's what I've done. And working in a variety of industries. So started in technology and started there for a number of years and then moved into manufacturing and then more recently in the construction industry. So three hot industries in the state. Kind of ran the gamut of of industries here for this area, especially. I find it interesting that we've talked about HR and some of those things and the correlations between 
really the HR side of people development and kind of the coaching type role of people development. Because what I've seen and just knowing from what I know, which is very little, and I'd love to hear more about your opinion on it, there's the structure. HR has to have a lot of structure. You've got to make sure that these things are done and that the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. And for the business coverage side and also for the employee, tell me a little bit about the struggle just faced in the industry in HR with keeping both of those. I want to keep the person really close, but I know I have to protect the organization. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic tension in the function. And I think that my I've always viewed that our role in HR is really to try to balance that, that we are there to take care of our employees and to understand their needs and to hear things from their perspective and to really advocate for them at times. And there are times where you uncover in a situation that it's appropriate to advocate for the leader or for the organization. And I think our job is to really enter those situations as best as possible with a a balanced view and to get facts and information and really hear from both parties and then understand in any given moment who really needs the advocacy and the support and who needs coaching and redirection. And sometimes it's the employee, but sometimes it's the leader. Yeah, it's a tough balance. I, I can't imagine it. And it just makes sense that it would be difficult for some people to really do that well. And so I'm, I'm just always impressed with, with HR directors who have done that successfully as long as they have. You almost have to have the, the personality piece, but you have to have that structure and some of that critical thinking and some of those things. So kudos to you on that. So question for you, this is the most fun question I ever have. So obviously you're passionate about people. What took you from this 20 plus years of HR experience to walk out one day and be like, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to, I'm going to go into coaching and tell me about that moment. Yeah, it's a great question. I would say that I've worked in large and small organizations. And as I said earlier, all different kinds of industries, but the thing that I've found pretty universal about my experience, and I feel really um, blessed and thankful to experience this in my career I can honestly say that all the organizations I worked for really believed that their people were their differentiator and as a result, believed that culture really mattered and that that was critical to attracting and retaining and developing the best talent. And so I had the chance to operate within that in a corporate environment, but the reality is in, in traditional HR, what you often spend a lot of time doing is firefighting, crisis management, policy, uh, a lot of the stuff that, as you said earlier, has to get done and is necessary and is part of structure and process, but ultimately is not the most enjoyable aspect of your job. And so when I thought about the days where I was excited to go to work or the days where I would come home really energized to talk with my husband about my day, it was really always a day where I had come alongside either an individual leader or a group of leaders to help them with their people challenges. And over time, you start to realize that's really where your passion is, where your love is, where you want to spend the bulk of your time. And in corporate HR, you you can only do so much of that. There are times where there's just other things that need to get done. And so I made the choice that I wanted to make a shift and be able to do more of what I love and less of what I didn't. And so that of me making the change I did. Good for you. That's a fantastic place to be. 
it's interesting looking at it and hearing you speak of it. I've had this, this a similar experience when I got out of corporate and decided to just start coaching and going in and working and walking beside uh, alongside leaders. And it's a really refreshing, exciting experience. Give me a little bit about your first, because I know you're just stepping into this. It's new and, and still fresh, but you do have a lot of contacts and relationships. So what do you think your biggest challenge is? I think the biggest maybe issue I'm wrestling with as I think about going into the space and coaching is really understanding what kind of coaching I want to do. Mm -hmm. There is coaching for performance, coaching for development, and I also think there's coaching that is often really just about listening and helping the individual come to their own realizations. And I think all of that is beneficial. I also know from my years of experience that at the end of the day, leaders usually come to you when they're really stuck and jammed up. And sure, they certainly want you to help them navigate forward, but they're already at their wits end. And I like to use the questions to really understand what's going on, where the person's at, what they've already done, what they're thinking about. But I do think there's a time and a place where what someone really is looking for is a little bit more advice and direction and not just pure coaching. And Absolutely. so I think my goal is to really try to blend the two of those together to help someone grow and develop, but also when they're really stuck and jammed up to be able to give them some advice and direction, to help them move forward. Yeah. And what a great way to pair that with your past experience. I truly believe there's some great coaches out there that just never had that consulting or advice space that they haven't experienced that. So you have really the best of both worlds because there are definitely moments I know where you had to just advise people um, to make smart choices and smart decisions within an organization as a director of HR. So it certainly is a perfect fit for you. So let's talk a little bit about your current business. So you're doing that right now. You're starting out and going in that direction. Where would, let's say there's a leader that needs some help. Why would someone reach out and say, you know what, I need to call Rebecca. Let me answer that, Matt, but maybe let me go back and add one more thing to what you okay. were just talking yeah. about. I do think that real world experience is a really critical aspect to being an effective coach. Although I've been in uh, the HR world for a number of years, we would often reach out to consultants or other experts to bring them in occasionally on different projects or special initiatives. And when we did, what I was always looking for is consultants or experts who had enough real world experience to really add value. And you can definitely tell when you reach and connect with someone who just doesn't, they haven't been there, they haven't done that, they don't really understand oh, yeah. what you're experiencing. And they're trying <laughs> to give advice and counsel from what I really call as an outside perspective. And sometimes that's healthy in terms of they have an unbiased view, but if they've never really lived a day in your shoes, I think it's hard to give great advice. And so I do think that my years of experience will help me in industry, will help me give better advice and counsel to my clients. Very well said. And that's certainly not a point to miss. That outside experience really does give you qualifications. So yeah. <laughs> I always laugh when I look at a job description as, or this many years experience. Well, yes, I've had this many years experience. <laughs> so well, fantastic. Thank you for clarifying that. And back to that piece, would, where would a leader need to be or what would be a good reason for a leader to call you? Yeah. So I work independently and I work with a team of individuals at Blythe Talent, another local organization here in town who does okay. HR and leadership consulting. And so we have an interest and a desire to support leaders at 
different life cycles. So whether that's an emerging or a new leader who is really just starting to advance in their career and needs some guidance and coaching on how to build a great team and how to navigate some of the dynamics of that, we're able to come alongside and help those individuals, whether or if it's a you know senior or mid-level leader who's running an organization or a function yeah. or even the business to come alongside them, whether that's to help them with strategic initiatives as they think about their culture long-term or their talent attraction or retention issues. Certainly in this day and age, we're all very focused on inclusion. And we recognize that despite the fact that diversity inclusion has really been around in the industry for years, we're really having to come to a reckoning of recognizing that we are not where we need to be and we haven't advanced as we need to advance in our workplaces. And so coming alongside leaders who are challenged with that and trying to help them grow and shape their cultures and their leadership teams differently. So a variety of challenges and then helping individuals who might be making career transitions or struggling in their role and need some development. Those are all things we can help with. So true. It's, I love that you said that maybe we haven't come as far as we think we have, right? Just, gosh, it's such a, it's such a, what I think what we feel like is an inclusive world with an underlying non-inclusive foundation that we have allied to ourselves that was built. So it's really not there and we have to work harder to, to do that and to make people really feel genuinely included into every aspect of the business uh, and the life of the company and the life of individuals. I love that a lot of your work is in that space and yeah, people need it. They really need it. So one last thing really quickly. I was just going to say businesses want to get great business results. Let's be honest about that. And yet I think what we continue to forget is that our results really come through our people and our people are going to perform better. They're going to bring their best selves, their best problem solving, their best innovations when they can show up as they are. And so I think this desire to create an inclusive work environment isn't just about the fact that it's the right thing to do, but it's also about getting better business results. I love it. So good. That's a great point. I want to ask you one more thing. Tell me a story about a time where you really came in as a coach. You remember something in the past that brought you into this space. Wow, there's so many. I would say there probably every day there would be someone in my office with a question or a challenge that they needed sure. help with. I can, I'll go back to a time where I remember a leader I was working with who ran a function and she had been more of a technical expert, right? And as many leaders are, they get promoted based on their technical expertise or functional expertise. And she was starting to build a team for really the first time in her career and was struggling with some of what that looks like. One of her first employees was a really high performer, and that's always an easy situation to navigate, or I shouldn't say easy, it's always easier than having someone with difficult performance. But high performers still take a lot of time and energy, and you want to invest that time to help them grow but she was struggling with a performer on her team. And that was really a new challenge for her. So had never had an individual under her who was not performing well and wasn't sure what to do. And so we just, 
I came alongside her from the beginning and to understand what was going on, what had she already done, what was her uh, kind of goal and hope for that person. And we just plotted a path together on how to navigate that, hoping that we could correct the performance and the behavior and get things back on track, but sure. also helping her feel confident that if that couldn't happen, that we would be there to help her navigate that process, to help ensure that we try treated that employee with dignity and respect along the way, and that we could help things work out in whatever way they were going to work out. But to help her navigate that. And it took yeah. a number of months of doing that to work through that process. In the end, the individual did end up leaving the organization, but I think we had done a really good job of trying to help make that person successful, concluding that it really wasn't a great fit for them. And, you know, the leader frequently was just very appreciative of, oh, thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming alongside me and helping me navigate this. And was right. very stressed and overwhelmed. And so, yeah. That's just one of many, but it's, like I said, almost every day there's someone in your office asking for, you know, advice and counsel and you're helping them navigate tough situations. Yeah. And it, I, it sounds to me like it pairs perfectly with what you want to do really on your own and for Blythe Talent and, and just doing the things of helping leaders navigate waters that maybe they haven't been in. And I know just from my experiences as well, and, and I love that you told that story that Sometimes there are just great employees that get promoted and don't really have the leadership or management skills to, to work with people, right? They're just not there yet. And so having someone to come alongside them and help them navigate that is, is so needed. So it's a fantastic yeah, we, we often, I think it's a really common pitfall of leadership is that we promote people with really great technical expertise and we forget that they need a very different set of tools to do a, the job of a leader. And some organizations do a great job of helping employees invest in, in the skills they need to do that well, but some, it just gets lost in the shuffle. It's a sink mm. or swim. And I've put together leadership programs to help grow those skill sets, but then I've come alongside and helped coach people one-on-one -on -one as well. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of time with me today. Uh, I want to give people the opportunity to get a hold of you. Let's talk about your business a little bit or any links. How would someone get a hold of you if they wanted to tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can certainly find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm out there and they can find me there. And then I am, as I said earlier, doing work with Blythe Talent. So that's um, B-L-Y-T-H-E talent.com. And you can find us there. And then doing work with a human workplace. So that's an organization nationwide that's helping make work more human. And so we host gatherings, which are really events to help build uh, more connection amongst people in the workplace. And okay. so you can find us there at makeworkmorehuman.com. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Any last parting words for someone who's maybe I'm going to become a coach one day and I'm not really sure. And this seems like a big step. Anything like for somebody like that? Yeah. I think the, the other thing I would say about coaching is I think we have this myth about leadership and, and experience where that as people grow in their career and advance into further and further senior roles, we believe that they have all the answers and that they've encountered everything they need to encounter. They're always going to have the best solutions and know how to navigate all situations. And we put senior leaders on a pedestal. And 
I think the reality is that we're all just people learning and, and doing the best we can. And ultimately, I think we need to make sure that we support our leaders well. And coaching can be really a great way to do that, to provide some outside perspective, to provide some support. And so I think the chance to offer that to your employees can be really a valuable experience. It helps that individual grow and develop and ultimately helps them drive better business results. And so I think as a coach, I look forward to the chance to really just help those leaders feel seen and heard and valued and supported at a really critical point in their career. Yeah, that's a great point at the end. It really ties a bow on the whole discussion as as far as what people think they need, what leaders think they need, and putting those leaders up there as the know-all of all things is really sometimes more damaging to them than it is to us and the people around them. Thank you for that. And thank you for just giving me some time today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. This podcast is proudly produced by Waypoint. What is Waypoint? Well, if you want to coach your team and not manage them, then Waypoint is worth checking out. Head over to waypointhq.com to learn more or email me directly, mike at waypointhq.com, and I'll demo it for you myself. Thanks for listening.